Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And if you're a return customer? Customer? They pay in now? Yeah. At the bar? They got to pay to listen the to this? I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm not seeing any of that. <laughs> Welcome to Drinkopedia, the show where one of us learns two topics, comes back in a week, gets drunk, and teaches the two other of us. Hello? Hello? Those topics, drunk. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's a bit like those uh, 1 a.m. conversations you used to have with your buds about the world and think that you're super intelligent. And really, you didn't really discuss anything at all. (laughs) You're just idiots. Used to. (laughs) We've just moved it to earlier in the day and recorded it. (laughs) We do it over brunch now. We're older, wiser, more boring, essentially. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. No, that's apt. That's apt. I got to live into it. Uh, All right. Well, I'm the host this week, Jason. Hello. And I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Audra. Hello. Hi, Audra. How are you? You know, I'm living the dream. Living the dream in COVID. Excellent. And... Oh, drinker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bring the tone down. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we are. We're just, we're just, we're just thriving. Uh, I, keep for, I keep forgetting that I'm the one who's merry right now, and you two are like stone cold sober. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is serious shit. Is merry a term for drunk? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh that's nice. so cute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Drink and be merry. Drink and be... Well, our well, merry little guy yep. this week is Matt. That's me, little yeah. guy. <laughs> How's it going, man? You're, just a little, you're taller than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nearly six foot tall, little guy. <laughs> little, little guy. Oh, man. Uh, what are you drinking this week to oh, get you all merry? This week, for the first time since Christmas, I am on the wine. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Got a big old box of Merlot. Uh, expl- <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Nice. I'm feeling good. I also had a shot of vodka to speed things along. Oh, and I, I think it put the gas in the engine. Nice. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Well, we're going to need gas where we're going. Oh. That's the line, right? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about Back to the Future? <laughs> I'm the drunk one. It's like, we're, Marty, roads. you don't. We're, where we're, where we're going, going. We need gas. <laughs> that's actually the Marty, plot of one of the movies. Isn't that why you went back to 1985? To get gas. To get gas. Well, they didn't yeah. have gas in 1955, Marty. Get, go, go to 1985. <laughs> get some petrol. Go back. <laughs> Then we can go to the future. 
but only after one movie's worth of antics. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, awesome, Matt. Well, what are, uh, what are you going to teach us this week? Uh, this week, I have a Drinkopedia favorite in that it's an animal. I, I got an axolotl. Axolotl. Yeah. yeah. What the, is it? Those what? little guys. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, those little pink guys. <laughs> the little slimy pink guys. Yeah, that's, I believe that's the Latin name. Slimy oh, pink guys? Yeah, slimy, yes. <laughs> yeah. slimy pink guys. Slimus pinkatus. Yeah. Something like that. Do you know what? That would have it been funnier, and that might have actually got a laugh if I'd said it like that instead <laughs> of just, oh, the, yeah, the Latin term is slimy pink guys. Yeah. <laughs> and you two were like, no, no, that doesn't sound like Latin. <laughs> Palest caucus. Uh, <laughs> I need to stop. Uh, and what's the other topic? Uh, the other topic is from our Twitter polls. It is the f- the first one from there. It's first film. First film. Oh. Which I took to mean because there's I've got a film degree, so this is going to be fun. And if I was sober, I feel like I could give a nice, concise, two hour lecture. Oh my god! On the origin of film. But as we only have around 20 minutes yeah. for that topic and I'm drunk, it's going to be 20 minutes of, hey, maybe this is the first film, question mark? <laughs> we don't know. Moving yeah, on. Exactly. Man stands on a park bench. Uh, <laughs> not far from that. <laughs> well, if this is your first time tuning in to Drinkopedia. Thanks for coming on in. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for uh, still tuning in. It's kind of weird that we still do this. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Look, we're on, we're on the road to 100 episodes now yeah. is, is oh, the thing. Absolute insanity. The brunch spread I'm going to make for episode 100. <gasps> wow. Kiss fingers. Wow. Oh, mimosas. Oh, yeah. Mimosas. Cheeses. Oh, oh, cheeses. Of course, cheeses. I've never had French bread. What? Uh, what? I've never had French bread. Like I don't like croissant? sweets. I've never, I don't like sweets for breakfast. Or like a baguette. That's just bread. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, no, not. No, we <laughs> I gotta, see what we're seeing. No, not bread from France. I mean, the weird sugary dunk shit. What are you talking about? The bread soaked like in brioche? syrup and. No, the bread. Wait, you're American. You know what French bread is. The bread that you slice and soak in eggs and cream. French oh, toast. French toast. French toast. Is you, it not French bread? It's not French no, bread. It's French toast. <laughs> <laughs> I know more about your country <laughs> than you do. I've never had French toast. Oh, we're 100% making French toast. Okay. Is it good? It just seems like... Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from egg-based products, so... <laughs> I'll make us French toast. Okay. We could substitute something else, man. Fake egg. Fake egg. Fag. Mm. <laughs> That's not comedy. I, ooh. I bet you if you did with heavy cream, right? Probably... What is egg for? Is it just... A what thing? is egg for? <laughs> let's get on with the podcast. Okay, let's get on. Because you've just asked, what is egg for? <laughs> All right. So... With whatever that was out of the way. Yeah. Let's get on with the episode. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Axolotls. I'm going to start with axolotls. Can you spell axolotl? I couldn't. A. Sure. X. Yeah. O. L. Whoa. T. L. <gasps> Just T. L? No. Oh. I, missed an, I missed an O. There's a- no Y's? A- a- there's no Y's. <gasps> That's fucking insane. A X O L O T L. Ooh, A-X-O-L-O-T-L. What are A-X-O-L-O-T-L. Okay. That's how you remember it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like the Mississippi M-I-S-S-I-S. <laughs> you have not remembered it. <laughs> no, I just realized both of you were looking at me very confused. <laughs> you got for, yeah. For the, for the listeners, we didn't turn the volume down there. <laughs> I just got scared. Scared. <laughs> cool. What is an axolotl, Matt? It is a 
neotenic salamander. What is, the f- what is the ne- neotenic? Put it in the hat. The, Not my job. The one salamander? Yep. Yeah. I guess that's ne- what that means. Neo? <laughs> yeah, new? neo is one. So single something salamander. Maybe neo is new? I think yeah. it's new. Can you can you both picture an axolotl? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's it's the white sa- with the with the with the gills. It's a mudkip, is what it is. Yeah, very close oh, to yeah. a mudkip. Yeah, that's what mudkip's based off of. There's we were talking about Bojack Horseman earlier. Uh, before we oh, started. there is an axolotl. And there's an axolotl in that. Isn't she? Oh, is that's she, Todd's first asymmetric girlfriend or asymmetric, <laughs> asexual girlfriend? <laughs> yes, but also she was very symmetrical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cool. So it's a it's a newt. It's a salamander. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But big and fancy. They are also known as the Mexican walking fish, which kind of sounds like what your racist uncle would call them. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, just go to the store and get one of those Mexican walking fish for the tank. And you're just like, what the fuck? What is this? A fish with legs and a sombrero? What, uncle? What are you as, talking about? As yeah. soon as you said that, I went, <gasps> like. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were in Mexico. Yeah, they're f- mm-hmm. they're from Mexico. They've got a rich history linked to the Aztecs. Let's let's get into that right now because yes. that's very interesting. Hmm. Um so the 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 name, the etymology, the uh the history of the axolotl in according to Mexican folklore is that okay, you go back to the Aztec time, right? Yeah. yeah. There were the gods. There was like Quetzalcoatl. Yep. And the others. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and basically, the gods were the only people in existence, and they were like, we need to sacrifice ourselves so that we can make other elements happen. Basically, mm. if we sacrifice ourselves, other things will come into existence. But there's one god called Solotl, who was like, screw that. And he, I think he was Quetzalcoatl's half-brother, because they're always half-brother in god s- law. I was going to say, they're always s- sibling spouses or yep. half-brothers or... And and he was like, screw that sacrificing myself shit. Yeah. I'm not going to take any part in that. So he ran away and he could shapeshift and he like transformed himself into like different creatures and stuff. Moved throughout Mexico, throughout the jungles, and then eventually found himself in a lake and transformed mm-hmm. into what we know as an axolotl. And that's when uh, uh, Quetzalcoatl and all the other gods found him. And they were like, you're going to be this forever. <laughs> they definitely found him because they were like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's white. It's slimy. It's got outside gills. I don't like it. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Curse it. Yeah. Curse it. <laughs> Curse it quick. That's Salato. That, that motherfucker is Salato. I know Salato when I see one. <laughs> Ah, that's Salotl. Yeah. And that's how Axolotl <laughs> became a thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was just like that Axolotl creature, and there's just a bunch of other fish, and he's like, <laughs> just chill out. Be cool. Be cool, man. <laughs> Blend in. Yeah. The other fish are just like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> fish, yeah, yeah. that's the only noise they yeah, make. Yeah, 100%. It, he's the only one who's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how they really caught him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, so that's how apparently, according to Mexican folklore, we know that's not real. Darwin. Uh, that, that, that's, that's not what happened. Yeah. But it's a very fun story. Hmm. Um, it's, and also, a staple of the Aztec diet was axolotl. What? I didn't know They, they would cook axolotl that. and eat axolotl. As like a big middle finger to that god that betrayed them. Probably. 
Probably. <laughs> also, we're going to have to put... Can we put some Aztec history stuff in the hat? Can we put, like, Montezuma oh, yeah. in the hat? Because reading that and, like, oh, your god's history was that the gods loved sacrificing themselves and then you did hundreds of years of human sacrifice. Yeah. No wonder you did hundreds of years of human sacrifice if your religion said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. You do it. <laughs> okay, so axolotls are something called a model organism. Can anyone in the class tell me what a model organism is? The only thought that I have is some is dumb. No, no, uh, no, no incorrect answers because I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so every organism I can think of has something that you're like, mm, that's probably not how that should work. Yeah. Um, but it is a model organism one where everything works exactly how we expect it to? That's a good guess because that's exactly what I thought when I read the term model mm. organism. Oh, it's, shit. It's apparently just an organism that, he, I'm going to use the t- phrase human scientists, but what I mean by that is scientists. <laughs> yeah. Because there aren't dog scientists. <laughs> um, <laughs> and why do we have so many dogs in lab coats? Tell me this. <laughs> and yeah, it's basically an organism that is studied extensively. But basically, they're really huh. curious. They're, there's so much about them to be studied that can help us oh. learn about humans in a lot of ways. So they're, they're a model organism. That might not be an exact definition. Let's put model organism in the headpiece. Yeah. Yes. I wonder how many axolotls just got fucking wasted then. That's oh. what that says to me. Definitely. Lots. Well, that's that's the thing, right? I'll... I'll do you know what? I'll get onto the model organism stuff first because I started that segment, so I should probably finish it. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. But you've touched on a very good point there. So uh, basically, they're like this because they they regenerate any any part of their body if that's been damaged. There have been like some even up to like minor brain stuff. Like as long as the main brain part hasn't been destroyed, oh fuck, they can regenerate. Like yeah, we're evil scientists in that parts. shit. Yep, we're definitely what is it horseshoe crabbing that hundred mm-hmm. percent. We got labs with a bunch of axolotls strung up on the ceilings and shit like that. Yeah, you yo oh, definitely yep. It's mainly for like limb regeneration and limb growth and stuff. And oh, yeah, you've seen dude. how to, they can do that because oh, in the yeah. grand scheme of genetics, axolotls are kind of close to humans. I think it's that really? they have a, the genome map is completely different, but the protein numbers are very similar. Like we've got very hmm. similar numbers of proteins. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah. Not a scientist. I should probably know, <laughs> but I don't. Um, they actually, another interesting thing about them that links to the model organism stuff is that they remain in a lava state throughout their entire life. What? So they don't behave like amphibians do where they, they start out like tadpole form almost I was about to say, okay. and then grow like, uh, essentially lungs, correct me, Audra, yeah. and then go on land <laughs> and then lay eggs, <laughs> lay eggs in the water, but live on land. That's what yeah. like, frogs and stuff do. Yeah. But they behave differently. They stay in that kind of big tadpole state and don't fully mature unless a scientist injects them with iodine. What? Wait, what? Because when you said they're in the larva state their entire life, yes. I went, then that's not a larva state. That's just their life. Mm-hmm. That's just how you live. But larva state by amphibious standards. Right. So they, they don't ever develop a point where they're living on land and yeah. and doing all the land-based amphibian yeah. stuff. W- what if they live to like a thousand years old and we just haven't seen one? Maybe. You know, like puberty hits at like 999 for them. That means Zolotl might still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fan oh. theories. What what happens if they inject them? What do they turn into? Yes, yeah, so they do this to stimulate the thyroid to help oh. with growth, basically. Can Whoa. I get some of that? 
That's another dick growing joke that we <laughs> we like to do here at Drinkopedia. You know, <laughs> keep it classy. A Drinkopedia staple of ours. But in terms of their real the the real life scientific impact, uh, they uh, studied a lot for heart defect studies because um, they have an easily manipulated embryo. Apparently, it's easy to uh, manipulate the embryo of an axolotl, mm. and they've got such similar heart based stuff to humans that they actually help with research into human stuff. God, that's got to be tiny. <laughs> yeah, tiny little. That's a micro shit. Yeah. Hmm. As microbiology, I think, is possibly the term. <laughs> or like intermediary. <laughs> Between. It's not like it's not like micro, but it's not it's also not macro, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are human and axolotl neural plates are similar. Um what and the fuck? because their neural tube isn't hin- uh, hidden under a layer of superficial epithelium. The same way as other amphibians, Mm -hmm. you can kind of, like, mess around with it a bit more. Basically, there are amphibious lab rats. Yeah. You you can get in there. Yeah. That is so fucking gross. Also, I've I've dated some people who've been hidden under a layer of superficial epithelium. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Sick burn. Matt's exes. You dumb. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) From Audrey. That's crazy. Um, Oh, you touched... On the endangered stuff, you, well, you didn't. I did but it. You talked about Not the lab, lab stuff, and then oh, sure, that yeah. made me think Wasting of endangered them. stuff. Okay, yes. yeah. So basically, in zoos and in labs and everything like that, the axolotls, fine. Don't worry about them. But you know the, why that makes a lot of sense to me? Go on. Is because any creature that breeds a lot breeds uh, basically twice the number it thinks will survive in the wild. Ooh. So, like, frogs oh. lay hundreds of eggs. Because they expect, like, half of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> half of those to survive. So if we're breeding them, oh, we breed them. Yeah, it's it's actually 500 to 1,000 eggs per... And we're letting all of them spew. live. Yeah, yeah, when we let all of them live. <laughs> we're just wasting them away. Spew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say jizz. I didn't want to say jizz out the eggs. I, I've said I, it now. Honestly, it might have been better. <laughs> Um, they, so yeah, in, in, in captivity, yeah, absolutely fine. Don't worry about them. They're not endangered of becoming extinct, but they are endangered in the wild. In 1988, there was a study that was done that found 6,000 axolotls per square kilometer of water in Mexico, in a certain part of Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mm. But by 2014, only 35 per square (gasps) kilometer. So that's a reduction from 6,000 to 35, mainly due to the chemicals being put into the the water. Yeah. But also fish being reintroduced and fish just killing them. Just munching. Yeah. Huh. Going to town. I wonder if those fish were even indigenous to that area. What if they're like. Apparently not. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. If they're invasive fish that would yeah. be why that imbalance is so crazy high and that's why it's down at 35 yeah it is that conversation of like you know all of us watch tiger king tiger king is is you know a staple at this point who hasn't watched it but yeah there was that conversation in tiger king that was introduced that was like listen man you know you want these animals to live out in the wild but what if there's no wild then mm-hmm. you just conserve them but then if you conserve them they're just like these weird house pets essentially they're not too different yeah they can't survive in the wild. I wonder if, like, there's no way a, a pet axolotl could exist out in the wild. I don't think. 
There's no way. I, they probably I, won't have learned the skills. Yeah. Well, the documentary I watched, they started, uh, the ones that were born in labs, they've now started releasing in controlled lakes. So there's like, oh. so there's no other life in there, but it's at least starting to get generations of them used to like, we are out in a big lake in the wild. Yeah. And then I think the next step will be to release a generation of those into a proper yeah. uh, Mexican river. Uh, pick pick your river there. <laughs> you fill in the blanks because I haven't learned the Mexican rivers. Put I'm Mexican gonna, rivers in the hat. <laughs> I'm going to let the scientists pick the river. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to pick it for them. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned axolotls as pets, and that really transitions onto the final part that I've prepared man, for this Man, I'm segment. so good at this show. Yeah, so very good. Oh, man. It's, it's like you've seen the script. Oh, bro. There's no script. We don't know what we're doing. No. <laughs> um, I got a little game for you. It's, oh, it's shit. becoming a bit of a staple. Yeah. Oh. When Matt does uh, Drinkopedia, he always has little mini games for us. Ah, game within games. Yeah. That's very nice. Uh, I'm calling this one, Who's Gottle at Axolotl? <laughs> and I'm going to list some celebrities now. And you oh, two, as a team, fuck. are going to tell me if this as celebrity has or had, if they're historical, a pet Axolotl. Historical and axolotl rhyme? I didn't mean for that. Mm. Okay, first name. Oh, no. Tense music in the background, please. I'm talking to my future self. <laughs> Salvador Dali. Death. Oh, 100%. Death. 100%. 100%. He did not have Fuck. an axolotl. <laughs> he, had Jesus. A, he had an ocelot. He famously oh. had an ocelot. Famously had an ocelot. He had something weird. Yeah. Danger. I just looked at him and I was just imagining yep. Salvador Dali in yep. my head and I was like, this motherfucker. Salvador, <laughs> is Salvador, Salvador Dali is not Mexican, right? Is he Spanish? No, Spanish, yeah. Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Damn it. Little, little trick. Yeah. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Death. Yeah. Let's That's what she named Goop after. Her <laughs> <laughs> pet was a pet axolotl called Goop. <laughs> No. I, I think it was What the fuck? Uh, no. what it? It's none of them. Nothing. It's, no, it's none of the names on Nothing. the list. Are you ready for, do you want the third one? Are you ready for the third uh, one? I swear to God, if it's someone weird like Helena Bonham Carter, I'm going to lose my fucking shit, Matt. Well, it's not, but it is another female who originated from the 80s in Britain. It's Enya. Who the fuck? I Enya. have to say. Singer, songwriter, Enya. Sure. I, I feel like I'm going to go with, I got it. We've had the first two. <laughs> We had the first two didn't actually own axolotls, and eventually someone's got to own an axolotl, and this, I'm going to say, yeah. sail away. Yes. <laughs> and you did not own an axolotl. Fuck me. This, that was my logic when I gamble, and I would have lost a lot of money by now. <laughs> I would have gone home by now. It, you ready for number four? You want to keep going? No, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'll still play. The answer's no. Yeah. No, it's going to be yes. Salman Rushdie. Who the fuck is that? You don't know Salmon Rushdie? He had pet salmon. Seminal 20, 20th century writer? Salmon. He's into fish. Yes. No, he fuck. did not. All right, now I'm not playing this game divorced. anymore. No, I'm yeah. not going to play this game anymore. Axel, First off, who the fuck is Enya and Salmon Rushdie? I, uh, that's will, your problem, not mine. Say, Axel Rose. <laughs> Just because, no, 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 no. Just because his name is Axel? Yep. Fuck off. I don't yep. like this game. It's a no. It's no. It's a no. No. And he's going to have some. I have to I have to keep going yes well, for everything. I'm, well, it's yes a no for, for me, Matt. Okay. I'm going rogue. We're split two, teams now. Two we'll say, roads diverge. Okay, you've gone different. We'll say whoever gets this right is the winner of the whole thing. 
Axl Rose did not own an Axel Otto. No. Why would that information be on the internet, you idiots, you morons? Why would that be no, there? No, because people have no. Because why would people's pets be on the internet? No, because like uh, <laughs> fucking Kristen Bell loves slavs. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you can own one. Well, that was a lot about the axolotl. Yeah, I had fun. Did you like the game at the end? I ambivalent. Yeah, <laughs> ambivalent. Really, I'm mad about it, but only because I should have seen that coming. Yeah, <laughs> you should have seen the Axel Rose one. I feel. Yeah, that I was, thought that it was like it's. I chose Salman Rushdie because his name kind of sounds like Salamander. Yeah. And, uh, and there's lots of basically there's clues that this was all a troll thing within the people I chose, but there you go. There you go. I and, see. Unless a celebrity is public about owning an axolotl, we're never going to know that. <laughs> like, someone could, but they're not going to be public about it, I feel. Yeah. Not in the same way that Salvador Dali was public about his ocelot owning. Right. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can uh, get over the anger of that game with a new topic. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. And more games, probably. Yes. And speaking of new topics, I've started a thing on the Twitter, the old Twitter. I'm going to give this a uh, little promotion while I'm drunk. Sure. If you haven't seen, at Pod, every Monday and Tuesday, we run a poll for new topics to add to the mm. hat. You can vote in those polls and help dictate what we have to learn about. And isn't that fun? It's like you have some control over us. <laughs> you, you, you get to decide what we do that week. And that's fun for another human to do to another human. Yeah. Every time I have voted in one of our polls, I have lost. <laughs> so that's, I mean, everyone's vote counts the same, <laughs> even if you're here. <laughs> I think I'll run up a runner poll in about eight weeks for like runners up, like popular runners up. Oh. Okay. Cool. See, see if we can throw those in. Yeah. Yes. Heck yeah. All right. So what's the next topic, Matt? The next topic I have for you is one of those aforementioned Twitter poll topics, and it oh, is right. first film. First film. Yes. We asked people for firsts, and they decided on first film. And it turns out that's very vague. I say turns out. <laughs> I knew that already because I have a film degree. <laughs> yeah. First movie. First, like scripted movie exactly this is going to be terrible because i've had a lot of wine yeah but you're into this i'm but excited i'm supposed to know about this okay yeah. i'm excited anyway 100 the, the first thing to establish is that 80 to 90 percent of early film footage has been lost that makes uh. sense it was filmed it got destroyed yeah it got lost over time it wasn't preserved it w so much of early cinematic history and film history is inventors. 
not mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. So they don't hold the sentimental value to the product they produce. They just care about the machine that they are making. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. In that film at that time and era would have been more like Silicon Valley, right? And so if you write yes. a piece of code, you don't get sentimental about it. You go, okay, that informed my new code. Mm-hmm. It'll be better, bigger, faster, whatever, right? That is a very good comparison, especially as that was like the 1990s, and then this is going back to the 1890s. So it's a century apart. I knew oh, that. That's quite nice. I, I planned that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 100-year anniversary of film, coding. <laughs> <laughs> But for the first candidate for first film, that's how I'm going to pitch this. I'm going to throw sure. some things at you. Do we get uh, to vote? We go. <laughs> <laughs> nope, this isn't Twitter. Yeah. We'll go back to the uh, earlier than the 1990s. We'll go back to 1878 when Good. a film called The Horse in Motion nice. <gasps> was projected. What I expect out of this. Now, can, can either of you guess the running time of this film? 20 seconds. 18 <laughs> Fuck you, that's some prices right bullshit. <laughs> you couldn't even double down on eight. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? it is. I'll go eight. I'll go eight. <laughs> Why do you insert these games, Matt? Why do you play these I'm games? Just a, this one isn't a game. <laughs> I think the listeners will note there is no theme song to this like there was the axolotl <laughs> segment. Yeah. Um, three seconds. It, oh my it was God. Three seconds long. Three yeah. seconds of a horse in motion. Two, now, f- two frames, right? It, it was actually uh, 23 Holy frames. Holy shit. Oh. 23 frames. That's seven, almost seven frames per second? Yes, and I may have got that number wrong. Okay. So don't, that might but be one still, of those still, seven frames per second. Is... Approx. Yeah. Yes, this That's... is using something called chronophotography. And this separates it from the idea of just like flipbook stuff or uh, mm. like the, uh, the, the, the spinning wheel flip yeah. Yeah, yeah. picture things. Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan. Yeah. This separates it from that in that it was lots of separate cameras capturing the same image and then placing those photographs together on a film reel and projecting that. So this is arguably the first film as we know it in terms of it being a primitive form of like celluloid. Yeah, the this this film was actually originally made not for any kind of industrial purpose to to develop film technology. It it was made by someone who wanted to answer the question do horses' feet all leave the ground when they get No up? fucking way. <laughs> yeah. So, really? Someone had to know that so bad they invented a video camera. Basically, yes. That is so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Because oh, forever, people God. just looked at horses' feet and they're like, which way does it go? And you're like, no, shut the fuck up. No, you're wrong. I looked at my <laughs> horse. That's how it happens. Yeah. And someone just went, I need the I need the replay, and they go, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Someone I'll show me the instant it. replay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll show you instant yeah. replay. <laughs> Let me just set up my twenty three cameras, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been like, I don't know, camera probably would have been the worth of like a farm at that point. Right? Yeah, probably oh. quite expensive kit. Yeah, and then they were like, "Okay, I'll bring the cameras, but somebody else needs to provide the horse." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'll bring you. Two horses. Yeah. <laughs> and for what, eight seconds, three seconds? Three you said? seconds, three. yeah. Just a bunch of dudes and mustaches were probably like, oh shit, you were right. <laughs> they all leave. <laughs> they all leave the ground. <laughs> and that answered that question. The next film that is regarded as the first film came just a year later in 1888. And this is regarded as the first film because it was intentionally made with one of these pieces of kit, with one of these pieces of technology. 
to produce a piece to be screened to people. So depending oh. on your definition, the first, the previous one, the horse in motion is like the first example of film in moving image. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one is like intentionally filmed to be showed to audiences. Guess how long it lasted. I don't want to answer first. <laughs> 18 minutes. I'll give Whoa. you a clue. Go the opposite direction to the first one. 2.1 seconds. The fuck? That's how, that's how long this lasted. To show to people? Now they make just to put people in the room for that horse. <laughs> when look, people are like, oh, kids these days, they don't have any attention span. Fucking look at those guys. <laughs> you know? God. It was all about the popcorn sales. Get, <laughs> get everyone in, get them a popcorn and a drink. Get them one popcorn, yeah. one kernel, because yeah. that's the only amount of time you have. Oh my God. So this is called a random, no, round, roundhog, no. Round hay garden scene is what this one's called. The round hay <sighs> garden scene. And it's just four people in a garden sort of walking around each other. <laughs> for 2.1 seconds? For 2.1 seconds. Um, and it's the earliest surviving, like, actual uh. consecutive action of footage. Because the, the other one, the horse one, is still technically photographs. Yeah. Technically speaking, that's what it still uses. Whereas this one is, it was all done on the same camera. Oh. Single lens. Okay. Single lens. Sing like burst. F <laughs> yeah. 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 Essentially, but f yeah, like capturing at a time. That's what it will have been considered Ooh. as at the time. Yeah. It's just four posh people moving around a garden, basically. <laughs> uh, you don't need to see it. I've just said it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's probably super grainy, black and white. Oh, terrible. very. Very. Yeah. You still make out the faces. Maybe really? you might recognize a great, great uncle or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. No. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get a little more interesting now. Let's, let's skip ahead um, to, to the Lumiere brothers. Yeah. In France. I've heard of this story. The development of the cinematograph. It's not the candlestick, Audra. Leave it <laughs> No, I, I was thinking there's a band called the Lumieres. The Lumieres. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Not them is, it, is that the Lumineers? Are they called the Lumineers? Lumineers. <laughs> <laughs> Lumineers. They are called I'm the I am three glasses of wine in. <laughs> you married a dumb woman. <laughs> it's fine. That's not true. But That's Lu not true. Lumiere is the name of the candlestick in, in Beauty and the Beast, right? It is. Okay, it okay. is. Yeah, it's a tale as old as time. Um, <laughs> Good. And the, the prominent film of those I would like to talk about is uh, The Arrival of a Train. I've heard this name. I did take, I took a mass media oh, nice. class once upon a time. And you learned about this? I remember that name, Arrival of a Train. Do you remember the year it was, it was produced? I'm really into 18s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1918. Uh, 1895. Oh, Ooh. so 10, 10 years after those early examples, pretty much. Mm. This film was 50 seconds long. So at this point, this was practically the Avengers endgame of yeah. cinema uh -huh. at this point. Yeah. This is a double feature. Yeah. Need, I'm going to need two popcorns for this. Some, some kid with a, a stick and hoop, like stopped <laughs> sticking the hoop and was like, what? What is this? Oh, my God. Fuck my stick and a hoop. This is amazing. And then the the hoop fell over, but yeah, then yeah, the movie yeah. was done, and so he had to like go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. 
back to the stick and hoop. Yeah. This is this 50 second film was one continuous shot. So it's capturing 50 seconds of footage at once, which at the time was technologically <gasps> impressive. Now, a question to you. Don't worry, Jason. This isn't a quiz. I'm yeah. just asking a question. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like a teacher would. Uh-huh. Why is this considered to be the first horror film produced? Someone dies. <laughs> this captures hit by the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time of slavery, so he just he, no. That's no, bad. it's not the time of slavery. Is it not? Yeah. Well, it depends what you define slavery as. Definitely, they had. No. It's the time of modern slavery. Okay, they had sure. some poor bastard yeah. who was poor. Yeah, literally, mm-hmm. and they were like sit in front of these tracks, and they go, "I don't want to do that," and they go, "It's for science," and they did it. Yeah, and he goes splat. I- no, that's not, that's not it, but that is a good guess. Okay. Genuinely. I have so many options in my head. Was there not a train driver? Was Did the train come in and then leave? Where's the train going? Okay. None Can of those are the right answers. Can you not see the back of the train? But I love the enthusiasm. Did someone die? Is there someone on the tracks? Okay, so this is more from, <laughs> like, a lot of those old-timey movies with the rope and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's the origin of it. It's yeah. the first film. That kid with the stick and hoop was like, I'm going to make a whole fucking movie about this. <laughs> that kid then moved to America and developed a yeah. genre. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay, so this is more to do with audiences than it uh-huh. is to do with the actual film. Audiences packed into a screening room to see this. And the, the story goes, whether this is actually true or not, the story goes that... The uh, the visual of the train coming towards them on a big screen. Yeah. Scared. They were like, they'd never seen anything <gasps> like that before. God damn. And people fainted. Some people ran out of the room because they thought a literal train was coming That's at them. That's oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a quote that I never quote correctly. It's that <laughs> any sufficiently advanced technology might as well be magic. Yes. That's exactly That's what this is. Yeah. That's interesting. Because movies are so regular to us now. And mm-hmm. of course, those people are idiots, but they have no concept of what a movie exactly. is. And so mm-hmm. if, I guess that does make sense that your only assumption in your brain would be that's a real train. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it's in black and white or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. The, there's sort of nothing else to go on yeah. as like a cultural signifier. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what the Lumiere brothers were all about. They, We can argue that they made the first films because they made the first moving images with the intent of audiences being drawn in in a commercial value, in a in an artistic value, in that we want someone to get something from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's k- kind of even though it was just things like the arrival at the tra- of a train at a platform, or one of their other earlier ones were just workers leaving the Lumiere factory. So just footage of their employees leaving the building. It was still screened because people were like, "I've never seen anything like this before." I have a question. Yes. If the footage is of the people leaving the factory. Yes. Who took the footage? (laughs) That would be the Lumiere brothers themselves. They were the directors. They were the writers. They were the producers. They were the John Krasinski of the early 1900s. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't, so know why I, cho- I don't know why I chose John Krasinski out of all the writer director. (laughs) We just talked about Greta Gerwig last episode. Oh yeah. That was two episodes ago. That's a recording error. I want to know what the date of the first film is. And then I want to know what the date of the first porno is. Because as soon as I remember I was like in middle school or high school and FaceTime was it like mentioned as a thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember as soon as I heard about FaceTime, my adolescent brain went porn. 
Yeah, it tends, sex. it tends to be the trend of human history, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to develop How do I make porn better? Well, interestingly, the the Lumiere brothers, to list off some of their other films, uh, we've got the workers leaving the Lumiere factory, the arrival mm. of the train at the platform. Yep. Uh, the, there's one called The Sprinkler Sprinkled, is the is the translation, where a gardener mm. gets a... It's an early example Fuck of slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Stuck his dick in the hose. Yeah. Well, I would have assumed shove it up his ass, but... Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! That's, uh, that's Those just... are two trains of thoughts for us. Yeah, on how exactly. to use a hose. <laughs> well, that, which top side of, is sprinkler? Top and bottom. So oh, you know. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So like. Oh my god! <laughs> Checks out. Oh my god! So. <laughs> Yeah, it's called The Sprinkler Sprinkled because it's an early example of slapstick comedy of like a gardener doing some gardening and then someone comes along and stands on the hose and oh, the water pressure builds up and the sprinkler goes all over the gardener. Uh And then they also had a film called La Diem Saucis Non Solicite, which is the DM of your sausage is not consensual. Uh, That is not real. (laughs) The DM of your sausage? I was just in. I was like, what does DM stand for? Playing into your. The, the mention of linking technology to pornography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. God. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself for believing that for <laughs> too long. Last of all, I would like to talk about, because uh, that's the Lumiere brothers, right? Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. they, you could, basically, they're the pioneers. They're the, they're the ones who started to v- develop cinema as we know it today. But there's another important person to talk about. And while there were films that came before his, I think George Maillet or George Malaise, depending mm-hmm. on how you're pronouncing it, I'd say George Maillet. Yeah. S's are always silent in French. Hmm. Um, he was a former magician who okay. went to a Lumiere Brothers screening and was like, this is magical. Yeah. I can do so much with this. So he he purchased the cinematograph. Mm. Uh, so we're still in France. That had to take so much money. So much money. Mm. He earned from the magic. Damn. From making women disappear. What? <laughs> he got all that money. Uh, and he basically developed... Ev- he's the pioneer of everything we know of like modern blockbuster cinema in that he was the first person to utilize special effects, set design, Interesting. camera trickery. He could make... he realized that he could use the camera to make like keep filming and then keep the camera still but take the person out of the shot and then if we keep that rolling it's like the person disappeared fuck so he was a pioneer in that regard that is amazing that is great that you mentioned it i watched uh i'm sure a lot of people know about this on youtube it's the vfx artist react uh series super popular on, on youtube uh but very informational on the industry and the industry secrets. And they did this segment where they analyzed, it looks like a very, very early scene of maybe Wizard of Oz or something like that, but mm. it's a witch and there's no cut at all, but it's a regular looking woman. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden within like, within a, a motion of like basically trying to take off a mask, she doesn't actually take off a mask at all. But within a singular motion, all these warts and these like skin marks appear. And they, 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 uh, the VFX artist series explained that in a world where you don't have any visual effects, you don't have any green screen, none mm-hmm. of that, how do you achieve this? But you're operating in black and white. Yes. Well, you essentially have a filter, like 3D uh, optics work, right? Yep. So they probably have something like red makeup on that actress's face. Yes. And so when she's a regular woman, they add a red filter on the camera. And thus, nothing red picks up. 
Yep, but as soon as she makes the motion, they switch to a blue filter, and all of a sudden it accentuates all the red yep. that was there. Yep. And so that kind of level of inventiveness yep. and creative problem solving is fucking insane to me. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Because you just put shit in a computer now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can play around with the computer settings or make the just program better, period. S- still requires mm-hmm. its own skill in a different way. Yeah, but that that's just basically making shit better. It's trickery. It's why I think it's important that it took a magician's mind yeah. to mm-hmm. develop this. That's a definite out-of-the-box thinking, Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and just like he made rabbits appear out of boxes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like stop-motion was first used by this guy. Uh, oh, and uh, superimposition of like the idea of like layering, uh, yeah, on top Lord of, of the Rings stuff, each other, Lord, like Lord of the Rings style, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, effects that are still used to this day, whether it's by computers or still by people, yeah, were first developed by George Millay. Uh, in 1902, he released A Trip to the Moon or Le Voyage dans la Lune which you've probably seen parodied or satirized in various things. It's the it's the moon with a face where a rocket lands in its eye. Hmm. Uh, you might have seen it in did Futurama. S- did Simpsons hmm. do it? Simpsons might have had a reference to it. Uh, it was yeah. in the Smashing Pumpkins music video oh, uh, yeah. for Tonight Tonight. Uh, it's basically, it's been used as a cultural reference in a lot of things because that was like, that's his most famous work. 1902, big set design, lots of camera trickery to tell a 15 minute story about... 15 minutes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big step up from from the last thing we heard about. Um, 15 minute oh story of, of scientists flying to the moon and landing on the moon and encountering aliens. So basically it's an early sci-fi as well. Holy shit. Um, so it's it's honestly... It's for that reason that I do consider this, like, George Maillet to be the first, like, filmmaker as we know it by modern standards. I think Mm -hmm. the Lumiere brothers were, like, the bridging gap between filmmaker and inventor. Yeah. Yeah. But George Maillet was the first person to... Auteur. Yeah, the first person to develop a style that that we can be drawn from. Interestingly, though, he was a a very early victim of piracy in that people would take his his film... (laughs) And, and replicate it and they're the only things that have survived because and this is why piracy can be good uh although probably not in this age right uh hope you're not downloading this podcast illegally from <laughs> limewire put it put it in the hat yeah. um it he lost his entire warehouse full of footage it, it burned down oh. um so if people hadn't pirated le voyage down the loon we wouldn't be able to see it to this day and people wouldn't be able to be inspired by it post-war to make like mm-hmm. 50s sci-fi movies and That's stuff. That's interesting. So yeah, yeah piracy is good. Mm. Uh, I don't think Tell that was friends. my topic. <laughs> but. Yeah, I was kind of expecting, I was expecting the first one to be like 1815. I mean, not what? That was Nin- before the first one. 1915 was like the early, early business. Mm-hmm. But those 15 minutes, movies were 1905 1902 Ooh. yeah that's intense well thank you very much matt i learned a whole bunch 
Yeah. yeah. Loads. Loads about the Axel Auto, about the first film. It's good stuff, man. Thanks. Yeah. I, ho- I hope listeners thought the same thing. Heck I'm, yeah. I'm going to go lie down. I think they should. Good. Good. Go lie down. Uh, you rightfully earned so, but someone mm-hmm. else has to come up. Someone mm-hmm. else has to do the job. And that someone is Audra. Your turn to drink. Yeah. What are you picking topics out of? I have chosen a beret because of the the Lumiere brothers. Because French. Yes. So French. Yes. So I'm going to draw three topics and then put one back. Put one back. I'll read them all to you first. Don't worry. Okay. It's been the rule for 74 episodes now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Almost 75. This next one is 75. That's amazing. Audra's drawing for for 75. Waluigi. Oh, and what a way to celebrate (laughs) 75. Waluigi. (laughs) With Waluigi. That cultural milestone. (laughs) Absolutely pivotal to human history. The real Pocahontas. Oh, shit. Okay. I like that a lot. And Dune Wars. Dune Wars. Oh, you promised Alex you would do this. Audra should be the one. Yeah, I promised promised Alex from Suck My Fanfic that I would do that one. I'm also going to do Waluigi. Waluigi. Um, In connection to that, because I learned from Suck My Fanfic, the first longest fanfic. Yes. Um, was a Smash Brothers, Super Smash Bros. Until it was overtaken by yeah. something else. Listen to Suck My Fanfic Ooh, to find out. <laughs> all the episodes, and I'm sure you'll know. All right, awesome. So next week, catch Audra with Waluigi, and then Dune Wars, the parallels between the sci-fi franchises, Dune. Just Dune? No yeah. Dunes? Just Dune? J- just the singular Dune. Dune and Star Wars. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. But Audra does. Heck yeah. So, Waluigi Dune Wars next week. How much is too much, Molo? Drinkopedia was not recorded before a live studio audience and was presented by Jason Wynn, Audra Stevenson, and Matt Watson. Music by Mojo Kid and produced by Onsuo.